Welcome to episode number 60 for March 21st of 2010. I'm Rick Moyer, and you're listening to Take Him With You. On the program this week, Amy and I talk about the census, cleaning and organizing, and more. Our dog doesn't like daylight savings time. We'll talk about that. Um, We're also going to talk about more chargers in our home than we know what to do with. (laughs) Plus a little update on the Martians Are Here podcast and more. Stick around. Our subject today is Talking to God 101, Myth-Busting Prayer. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on The Martians Are Here. Well, it's time once again to find out what's going on at the Moyers' house right here on Take Him With You. your week aim um pretty good yeah yeah had lots going on lots of work yeah, yeah. so did I. I went up and uh visited my parents uh, andrew and i went all the way up to bainbridge island and did a bunch of jobs for my dad and my mom mm-hmm. which were uh, a lot of fun actually we had a good time and while you were away i did work but i also played i had a girlfriend and well actually two girlfriends from high school come over yeah and um we kind of attacked your office closet. Yep. Yep, we did. And now you've given me a bunch more work to do. Yeah, I yeah, because we took about ten boxes full of of cassette tapes and CDs and cords and more cords. And, and they more said they CDs. cleaned it all up, but what they really did was just stack it in boxes that I have to go through now. Yeah, but we actually cleaned the closet, like r- literally cleaned it. You know, we took Windex and a vacuum. And so now we have this beautiful closet and a bunch of stuff in the middle of the room. Yeah, actually the middle of two rooms. That That's really organizing and helping. Well, it will be when you go through it and get rid of as much as possible. And um, 
And then we'll take the things that we really use on a daily and weekly basis and put it in the closet. Um, and the rest will either go to storage or the dump or Salvation Army. Oh, boy. And yes. I have to make these decisions, and all this all all this pressures on me to go through the boxes sitting in the middle of the floor. Well, just, whereas before they were all just stuffed in the closet. Well, not just in front of the closet. I mean, in the closet, it, they were from floor to ceiling in the closet, and about three feet out in front of the closet to about three feet up. So our so room, now they're just about two feet up, spread across the floor. Well, our room is a lot bigger now that we can actually see the closet and open the doors and these closets right behind me. Yeah, it's clean, all right. Yep, you can even see. See, there's uh, you have to do the camera. See, there's even a little space saving rack in there. So when he puts things back, oh, that's not showing that. No, you're just showing the ugly boxes that you need to sort through still. Thanks for helping me organize that. Yeah, well, you know. Every once that was in a kind while. of sarcastic. Every once in a while, you have to go through the closets in your life. Yeah, it okay. may not whatever. be fun, but whatever. Well, anyway, um, your phone finally died. Your cell phone was on its way out. Yeah. Did you bring your new one to show everybody? You know, I didn't. It's it's um, where is it? It's it's somewhere. not really a new one. It's a, an old used one, which was very very kind for some folks to help us use until we get our new one. Well, you know, this one might last me for a year or so. But the good. nice part is, uh, it happened to be the model that my son used to have a couple of phones ago. Mm-hmm. So we have the charger and the car charger and the wall charger. Yeah, so that was really convenient. Saved money. It saved money. That's to helpful. To get a free phone and free chargers because we're just using our old ones. Yeah, and so now we'll be able to stay in contact and that's nice without the phone dying. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, my other one, um, it would the battery wouldn't even last half a day. Yeah. That was frustrating. You'd be out on a talk and about five minutes into a You'd talk. You'd be out on a talk? Well, I, a lot of times. I go out on talks all the time. I talk on my walk. Oh, hey, that rhymes. You should make an album. No. Talk on your walk well, by Amy Moyer. Like when I'm away from work and I'm out walking, I might give my mom a call or give someone a call and talk. Right. And, and you know, about five, ten minutes into my walk, it'll go beep. And then How a couple minutes, beep. He always makes fun of my sound effects. It's well, not nice. Well, usually you do better sound effects than that. Well, I'm embarrassed. Okay. How do you make the beep that of the, the battery dying? Bleep, bleep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that Each phone that is a little better. different when it runs out but of it, juice. You know that, that beep of death. Yes, the beep of death. The yeah. beep of, I'm going to hang up on you, but I don't mean to. Yeah, so usually after I hear it once or twice, I'll say, hey, um, I'm just telling you that if... I, you know, sound like I hang, hung up on you. I didn't. Yeah. My phone's just dying. Well, good. Yeah. So anyway, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh. Guess what I got in the mail yesterday? Oh, I think it was something from the U.S. government. Yeah, I got my census. Mm-hmm. And my, we got our census for the Moyer household. And my daughter said, is that like what they did in the Bible? And we said, yes. Oh, you mean when they went back to... To their hometowns yeah, to be counted. Joseph and Mary had to go back to Bethlehem. That's the whole reason they were in Bethlehem when he was born. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, we got our census, and I guess there's a long and a short form. Except for this year, this census, every 10 years they do a census, and this one, everyone's doing this short form. And I don't. Are you sure? Because on Twitter this morning, I told everybody I got my census and filled it out, and that they only asked our address. 
and our ages and who was living in the house. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then Sue said, you must have got the short form. Well, I heard on the news from the people that do the census, they were talking on the radio. Cheers. Cream soda. You're not supposed to drink while we record. Try to be very quiet. Well, I heard the, the ice rattling. Rattle, but anyway, rattle, rattle, the, rattle. the lady that does the census in the area in charge of it, um, mm-hmm. she was talking to our local radio DJ, and she said that they were only doing short form this year. In Washington? Hmm. Well, I or thought maybe it all was of, hey, I'll tell you what. If you got a census th- thing that was bigger than what we got, we just all we had to do was fill in our names and our birth dates, and um, that's it. And that male or female, and that was it. Or and our our race. But Guess you, what I filled out for our race? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Well, we're like whiter than white, you know. Well, white. yeah. I'm fluorescent. That's what we should have put. Fluorescent. Yeah. They wanted to ask all these different questions about race, and all I could check was white. But I'm really pink. Uh. Pink skin. Don't show me like Shran from Enterprise. Pink skin. Well, I think I'm fluorescent white. See. You could be. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I'm yawning. Well, I know why I'm yawning. I know why you're yawning, This crazy, horrible thing they call daylight savings time. Well, I like it at nighttime when when it stays light longer. Yeah. But at the same time, our dog isn't adjusting well. I know. It's really interesting. Last night was hysterical. Here we are, um, you know, getting ready to go to sleep and everything. And I'm playing a little Yahtzee on my eye thingy. The iPod. And um, I just noticed that the dog usually always comes to bed, does this little walk around the bottom of the bed, and then slams up against the the bottom of the bed and goes to sleep and snores. Yeah, as soon as we're in bed. She waits. She waits till we're both in bed and the lights turn off and then she sneaks in. And she does her little roundabout. She doesn't walk. sneak in. She comes right in. You can yeah, hear her. She doesn't true. sneak. She's protecting us. Anyway, yes. so last night, she doesn't show up. And then we mm-hmm. go looking. Amy goes, well, I think I better go find her. Maybe we left her outside or something. So we look all over, or she looks all over the house and cannot find Tess, the wonder dog. Mm-hmm. But I didn't turn on all the lights. And she's a black dog. Tess, <whistles> come here. Oh, honey, I, I closed the French door. So. Well, she'll, she'll open them. Well, our dog sometimes She's opens looking. the French doors. Anyway, we uh, we look all over for a can't find her. And we're perplexed. How could we lose a large... Well, she's big, and she's fat, and she's black. Mm-hmm. And so we can't see her at night. Well, come to find out. Then Catherine gets up, I get up, and we come looking for Tess. And we look all over the house. Finally, we find her at the base of the recliner, and we realize... She, we didn't, we, we were going to bed an hour earlier than she's used to. And she doesn't know it's daylight mm-hmm. savings time. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to train ourselves to go to bed at the clock time, even if we're not tired. So we'll right. get adjusted to this. So Because as it is in spring, you always spring forward and you lose an hour. Yeah. And in the fall, that's my favorite time when daylight savings time says, because you gain an hour. Yeah. So you get to sleep for an extra hour if you want. But, spring forward fall back but tess doesn't read the clock she has no. her internal clock and she's going well it's not time to go to bed yet yeah so she, so she didn't understand it. well finally we got her but then my wife silly lady there she comes here come on in tess come on 
Tess. Come on. She heard us talking about her. Okay, come on over here come so here. you can say hi. Come here. Tess, over here. Can you, can you see her? Oh, we're we're come. filming this for YouTube. Where come is here. she? Tess, over here, hon. She she's over there. You can't see. Oh, uh, you can't see her. Maybe we could get a picture. I'll you know what? I'll put a picture of her in the in the notes. You're a good dog. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we finally found her. And we took her over to, uh, or, or, or we're trying to get her up out of the family room. And she gets suspicious of us because there's one thing that she hates the most in our home. And what is that? Oh, B-A-T-H. Well, oh, that's right. She is here. Okay. The word bath. If we say the word bath, she's now upset right now. She's even upset right now. She she's here next to me. But... So what does my wife do? Come on, Tess, come back to bed. And our the bathroom is right next to the bedroom. And so what does Amy do? She runs into the bathroom, turns the light on, and she's yelling for Tess. Well, Tess thinks she's gonna get a bath. Yeah. And so she chickened out and she stayed in the front room until finally we're just about to doze off. And I heard click 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 her toenails on the floor, and she came in. And she finally fell mm-hmm. asleep. So now our dog has to learn about daylight savings time. Yeah. Because I I didn't want to go to sleep without her in the room. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, you know, I it would if if it was stripey. On the other hand, my cat. Now I could understand, yeah. but my dog. Yeah. Your cat doesn't sleep with us, though. I wish, but no, he's too arrogant. He wouldn't come around. We got to go to him. Except for one time when you were in Mexico and I was going to fly down and meet you. Where you took a bunch of youth on a mission trip. Yeah. And um the. The kids were at the grandparents, and for some reason, all three of our cats and our dog decided to sleep with me that night. That's nice. But that doesn't... Usually the cats don't sleep with us at night. No. They are um, arrogant little things. I think cats and dogs are so different because cats, they are... They just kind of... You come to them on their terms, Mm -hmm. and they think we're not the masters, that they are the masters. Dogs, on the other hand... We can be gone for four seconds, come home, and Tess is freaking out and excited to see mm-hmm. us. Well, you got to remember the night that she... I really think you should get her and show her to everybody. Well, I tried. She's laying on well, the just, floor. Well, just back up a little bit. Here, see, Tess. we've got the camera on right here. Come on, Tess. Come here. Come on. Come here, honey. She's just a lot harder to get up on our lap now because... <laughs> Amy's trying. This you got to watch this on YouTube. This will be spectacular. Oh, she's biting me. She's biting you? Well, evidently I must have hurt her. Come here, Tess. Up on my... No. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, well, come She's on back over here. She's not a little here. puppy that I can pick up anymore. She's like 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's only she, like 70 pounds. She used but... to get up in bed with us at night and sleep with but us. Our but our bed's too high now. She can't get up on it. No. She probably couldn't get up on it if it was low. Yeah. <laughs> she has a hard time with stairs now, so we have to give her like doggy vitamins for her yeah. joints. <laughs> One last thing, geeky thing, before we take off. I got a hard drive for our our DVR, H, HD DVR, so that it would give us some more space. But it's still not giving us a lot of space. I'm kind of concerned. Really? Yeah, i got to figure it out. Anyway, yeah. it costs you, cost you $40 to activate it, and then it's free. Hmm. But, of course, and I had to buy the hard drive, too. Yeah. Well, I thought it was supposed to give us almost unlimited recording when we Well, no, put it's, it on. it's one terabyte, and I don't know how many that holds. I'll have to check it out. All I know is I installed it on this network. You just plug the cord into the back of the DVR, and it comes up on the screen and says, call this number. You call, and an automated person at Dish Network tells you, you know, mm-hmm. for a charge of thirty nine ninety nine, press 1, and your hard drive will be activated. So I did. 
Yes. And then I about passed out when I got my bill. I just paid the bills last night, and and I was like, "What in the world are they doing, charging me this much money?" And then I went, "Oh, yeah." I told them I wanted it, so yeah, so I can't really get mad at them. So that's what's going on at our house. Anything yeah. else before we uh, get into the program for the day? Hmm, I can't really think of anything. All right. Well, uh, there you go. That's what's happening at Rick's house. Uh, coming up, the words of wisdom right after this. Oh, got to find my mouse. There we go. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commit. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. Purchase this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. Time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. Today we're in Genesis chapter 39 from the Message Bible. You ready? Ready. Okay, go for it. After Joseph had been taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelites, Potiphar, an Egyptian, one of Pharaoh's officials, and a manager of his household, bought him from them. As it turned out, God was with Joseph, and things went very well with him. He ended up living in the home of his Egyptian master. His master recognized that God was with him, saw that God was working for good in everything he did. He became very fond of Joseph and made him his personal aide. He put him in charge of all his personal affairs, turning everything over to him. From that moment on, God blessed the home of the Egyptian, all because of Joseph. The blessing of God spread over everything he owned, at home and in the fields, and all that or all Potiphar had to concern himself was with eating three meals a day. Joseph was a strikingly handsome man. As time went on, his master's wife became infatuated with Joseph and one day said, Sleep with me. He wouldn't do it. He said to his master's wife, Look, with me here, my master doesn't give a second thought to anything that goes on here. He's put me in charge of everything he owns. He treats me as an equal. The only thing he hasn't turned over to me is you. You're his wife after all. How could I violate his trust and sin against God? She pestered him day after day after day, but he stood his ground. He refused to go to bed with her. On one of these days, he came into the house to do work, and none of the household servants happened to be there. She grabbed him by his cloak, saying, Sleep with me! He left his coat in her hand and ran out of the house. When she realized that he had left his coat in her hand and ran outside, she called to her house servants, Look! This Hebrew shows up, and before you know it, he's trying to seduce us. He tried to make love to me, but I yelled as loud as I could. With all my yelling and screaming, he left his coat beside me here and ran outside. She kept his coat right there until his master came home. She told him the same story. She said, 
The Hebrew slave, the one that you brought to us, came after me and tried to use me for his plaything. When I yelled and screamed, he left his coat with me and ran outside. Now the good question is, what's going to happen to Joseph? Dun, 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 dun. You'll have to find out next week on Taking With You. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. It's time for Food for Thought with Taken With You. Here we go. MC Hammer. Remember that song? You know, I really don't. I just remember his pants. MC Hammer pants. Yes. I had a pair of them. Yeah, so did my boys when they were little, which... I they wanted to be think... the, their dad and be cool like MC Hammer. I don't think that they really love me for making them wear those loud pants, but... There are know. some things that I don't miss from the 80s, and those are one but of them. That was actually the 90s, though. Those are, there are some things I miss from the 90s, and those are one of them. You miss the Hammer pants? I don't miss... Oh, okay. They were I don't good. miss hammer pants. They, they were comfortable but goofy. They look like clown pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got to pray to make it today. Well, those were comfortable praying pants, though. Well, whatever. <laughs> As if you have to have comfortable clothes to pray in. Well, you know, I mean, there are people that wear yoga pants. Why can't you have praying pants? <sighs> <laughs> Which brings me to a great question of the universe. Does Yoda wear pants? I've seen him in, like, gowns. Does he have pants under his gowns? Well, that's a, that's an eternal mystery, considering he's all CGI, so I guess you'd have to ask. ask well, when he was a puppet, he, yeah, he, I don't know if he wore pants. Does Yoda wear pants? And I only said that because hmm. you said people that do yoga. Yoga and Yoda. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This has nothing to do at all with what we're going to talk about today. Not really. <laughs> no, today we are doing the subject called Talking to God 101 Myth-Busting Prayer. Mm-hmm. And this ought to be an interesting program today because a lot of people have a lot of really mixed up and different ideas about what prayer really is. That's true. There are some people that approach prayer that don't pray at all. There's some people that pray very fervently. Mm -hmm. And by the word fervently, I mean loudly and boisterous and intensely. Yeah. There are those people that pray recited prayers from a book. That can be okay. I'm not asking you to to give your opinion on them yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. There are others that pray completely quiet. Yeah. I think I've done all of those. Okay. Yeah. You're making comments after every one of them. I'm trying just to say all the different okay. ways that people pray. Do you, do you but that's okay. That's yeah. all right. I mean, you're on the program. You can say whatever you want. 
Do you want to start over? No. Oh, okay. No. I do, though, um, want to talk about prayer because, again, I think it's very, very misunderstood in the world today. And one of the things that I've done ever since we started the podcast, and many, many years before that, is I take a specified time every week and I pray for my friends and for my family and for different people in the world. And now especially we, you know, we spend some time praying for people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be fascinating for the folks that are listening to the podcast. I I prayed for every one of you. I thought it might be fascinating to them to find out how we pray. Because you and I pray a little bit different than each other. I guess. Um, But but let's talk about what prayer is because sometimes I think people have this weird thing about what prayer is. Well, we both talk different so would it make sense that we would pray different since prayer is talking to god correct and that's the whole thing what prayer is is basically a fancy word to say communicating with god Mm -hmm. so prayer um the reason they call it prayer is because you're communicating with a deity or you're communicating with someone bigger than yourself otherwise it would simply be called communicating. Yeah. And there are lots of different ways that people communicate with each other, mm-hmm. which means that prayer has a lot of different facets to it. It's not always saying, I want, I want, I want, or give me, give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. But sometimes it's thanking God. Sometimes it's asking him questions. Sometimes it is asking for needs to be met. Other times, it's simply sharing what's gone on in your day. Sometimes it can be being quiet. I mean, because sometimes you and I communicate without saying a word. We'll just be together. And I maybe... have a hard time seeing God, though, like his eyebrows. or the He doesn't give me the look of death. But sometimes it's good to listen. That's true. You know, and stop talking. So that's, I mean, I think that sometimes listening is part of prayer. Absolutely, because communicating, if you don't have somebody listening to you, what you're saying, then you really aren't communicating, are you? Not fully, no. Well, if you, for instance, you and I, if we're mm-hmm. talking with each other, if I don't listen to what you're saying to me, then how, how, are you really, how am I really communicating with you? I'm not. I'm basically mm-hmm. letting you flap your jaws, but I'm not hearing a word you're saying. And that is not communication. That's being selfish. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Good communication is a lot like a volleyball game. Volleyball? Mm hmm. Okay. You know, one person serves and the ball goes over the net to the other person. Well, the game is over if the person on the other side doesn't hit it back. Right. So, good communication is, you know, going back and forth, one person listening, one person talking. Well, if it's the way I play volleyball, we'd have some very, very crazy communication because you would serve it very well because you used to play volleyball. Mm -hmm. And I would run around like a chicken with its head cut off, falling and tripping over things, and maybe, and I'd miss it every time. You aren't that bad at volleyball. Yes, I am. I'm horrible at volleyball. Well, anyway, but I understand the concept of what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and communication really is a big tool when it comes to relationships. Mm -hmm. If you don't have good communication, your relationship's pretty sunk quickly. Yeah, and I I think, too, um, at least in my relationship with God, you know, sometimes I pray out loud, and other times I might just be kind of thinking God thoughts. 
while I'm washing off the kitchen counter or doing dishes and just kind of thinking about the Bible and thinking that I've read or thinking about God. And, and sometimes I kind of feel like he'll just, I'll feel God with me and kind of talking to me and kind of, you know, through different thoughts or scriptures will pop in my head or, or songs that come up that, you know, I don't know. It's prayer isn't always real formal, even though I have prayed formally before, but it doesn't always have to be. Yeah, well, you were raised in church. I was not. You, you want to hear a Baptist joke? Uh, it depends. I I came from a real progressive Baptist church, and so once a month they let a woman lead out in silent prayer. Okay. Okay. It had to do with prayer. <laughs> we're going to do a program about women coming up. Did you know that? Um. No, but I I would really like to talk about what the Bible really says about women. Yeah, because, you know, what you hear from a lot of different people in quote-unquote Christian circles is is basically male chauvinist. And it would be interesting to do a program to talk about what really the Bible says about women. And, um, I mean, really, honestly, in a nutshell, the Bible says there's no difference between men and women, mm-hmm. that we are all children of God. And no difference between ethnicities. It says there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek. So it means... In God's eyes. In God's eyes, we're just human beings that he created and he loves. But unfortunately, in our our cultures around the world, that has not been the case. Sadly. Well, because many people aren't like God. Yeah. And some people that... Some of the people that claim to be the most like God are the least like God. Yeah. I know that sounds really bad, but it's true. And there are some cultures, um, not necessarily the Western culture that we live in, but there are some cultures still to this day that... um, Treat women as secondary people. Well, as actually not even people. Um, Yeah, I I have this one book that I read that says that there's 10 million less women on the planet Earth than is supposed to be, than were conceived. Because in some cultures, women are considered a burden, and so they're aborted or killed after birth. Wow. It, it's it's really sad, but it's really a genocide. You can't be aborted after birth. You mean... Killed after birth or aborted before they're born. There you go. There you go. Um, so, well, that's not what we're talking about today. But that's not what we're talking about today. But but anyway, that... But it, whether you're a, a man or a woman, subject. you can pray. Everyone can pray. Yeah. The Bible says that. The Bible says that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It includes every single person. Not, there's not one person on the planet that cannot be heard and cannot listen to God. There's not one person. Mm-hmm. Every person, if they want to, can pray. Well, the Bible says... Or communicate yeah, with God. Yeah, the Bible says we are created in God's image. And by that... I believe, you know, that God is spiritual and that each one of us has a spiritual part that really has a desire or a God-shaped hole in our hearts that, that wants to talk to God, that wants to be and it connected doesn't, to and God. And it doesn't get answered. It doesn't get filled by anything but God. For some reason, they're really human beings were made to be hooked up to God. Yeah. And, we, and we search and we look for all these different things to fill that void that's on the inside of us when, in fact, the biggest thing we could do is to communicate with God. Yeah. And that fills that, that fills that, 
fills the void that we go looking for in alcohol, in sex, in in drugs, in uh, rock and roll, whatever you well, want to put, you know, all well, these entertainment even, things. Even good things like, you yes, know, absolutely. making money for your family yeah. or sports or, mm-hmm. um, like you said, entertainment. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. I mean, other than, I mean, I think there's something wrong with drugs, but... But there isn't anything wrong with all these different things that exist. It's the matter of where do they take priority in our heart? Mm -hmm. And are we really communicating with God? One of the reasons that there's so much loneliness and so much depression and so much hard times in people's lives is because they're not communicating with God. Yeah, there's that. God-shaped hole that only God can fill. (laughs) Years and years ago, I heard this preacher, and he said something that really stuck with me all the way to this day, and it was 20-some years ago, he said the most arrogant thing a person can do is to not pray. Mm-hmm. Because it means they say, they think they can do it all on their own. Mm-hmm. And the fact is the most humble thing we can do is is pray and ask God for help in many different areas. Uh, I asked a question on Facebook and on Twitter, mm-hmm. and we got many different responses. I'm going to um, ask the question, do you pray, why, or why not? And on Twitter, I got a couple of answers. Uh, the first one is from Spaltar, my friend Sue from New York. And she says, yes, I follow the praise, thank, ask format usually. And we'll be talking about that, by the way. Praise God, thank him for all he's given to me and those I love. And ask for guidance, help, healing for myself and others. So I pray out of love for God and love for others. And she says, cheesy much? No, actually, Sue, I think that is awesome. That is very, very cool. That's that's. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit later. Um, I also um, got a response from, um, let me see, David. David says, yes, but not as much as before. No idea why, but maybe I feel a bit more disconnected than when I used to. Now, this is something, Amy, instead of typing in Facebook communication, um, uh-huh. I think this is something that a lot of people can fade away from praying. Maybe they prayed before, or if they felt closer to God, they would pray more. But if they don't feel close to God, they don't pray. Yeah. I think that's a, pretty much a rule straight across. I mean, that's just human nature. But but it's kind of like one of those circles, though, because the more you don't pray, the less you're going to feel close to God. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like you and I. If I don't communicate with you all day, I'm busy doing things, I might not feel, feel very close feel to me. Very and close. If, if we can go for a few days of not communicating, it's even worse. But if I'll come over and sit by your chair and say what you do and play with your hair a little bit. <laughs> um, Ooh, don't go there. <laughs> anyway. I'm liking this. Let's shut off the podcast. <laughs> anyway. But I'm just saying you have to make an effort sometimes to stop No, not doing. sometimes. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, but the, I'm, the fact is sometimes that, it's easier than other times. Sometimes it is an effort. That's true. And that's why you can't always follow your feelings. Mm-hmm. We've got to, re- I mean, when it comes to relationship, I mean, you have to think of your relationship with God very much like relationships with somebody very close to you uh, here on this earth. And, and when you start comparing it that way, it really, really starts to make sense that um, God He's 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 really awesome, and he wants to communicate with us. He's like the perfect mate. 
Um, yeah. The Bible. I mean, he really is. I mean, he he makes effort. He's always talking with us. He's always sharing with us. Well, and I kind of and, feel, but we don't always listen. I kind of feel bad that we ran out of time on our scripture we read today because the very next verse, if you want to read ahead, on In Genesis, Genesis chapter, chapter thirty nine. It talks about when Joseph was thrown into prison, it said, but God was still with him. Which is a big key thing, but that, but that'll be for next week. That'll be for, but you know, but the point is, is sometimes we think, oh, things are going really good. God is with me. I'm feeling blessed. But there are times when things don't feel wonderful and they don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And yet... God is still with us in those times also. Right. Well, I think a lot of times uh, people will pray when they're desperate to get out of a situation. But when things are going well, a lot of people forget to communicate. But you, you think about that in any relationship. If things are going really well, those, that's the time that you really can communicate even better because you think more clear. Yeah. And, and you know, you wouldn't do that to your wife or your spouse. It'd be kind of like us going on our dream vacation and, and us not, ta- not talking. <laughs> well, that this would is the be best. Bad. This is so awesome. We're in Hawaii and we're having a great time and everything and we don't even talk to each other. That's kind of weird. That would be weird. Yeah. But in, in there's all sorts of different types of communication and we'll get to that in a moment. But right, but right okay. now, um, Richard says, uh, Rick Pete says, uh, impromptu question, do you pray? Why or why not? He says, I pray regularly because... I need his guidance, and he's always there to listen. Mm. And that's, you know, that's that's true. That's that's good. He might be the only one that is always there to listen, you know, because even if we're in a good relationship or married or have a special sweetheart, um, you know, they're going to have bad days, and they're going to be grumpy, or they're going to be off on business, or, you know, they, they're not always going to be there, and God's the only one that will always be there well i mean we found out very early on in our marriage that we could not meet each other's needs completely mm-hmm. there was just no way um because it's just a big life there's so many needs in life and w- there was just no way that we were going to meet each other's every need mm-hmm. and we found that because we were both believers if we put our faith and our trust in god he met our needs and then the needs that um that, well because we were together there were needs that you met of mine and I met some of your needs and and then with God the rest was covered mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah I think it does I hope so okay we're on Facebook now let's see okay. what we got what was our response well Tim said I pray oh, your question do you pray why why not Tim said I pray in order to maintain a relationship with God like calling and talking to a friend or something well that's what we've been talking about mm-hmm. that's what we've been saying yeah Okay. And De- Debbie said, absolutely, keeps me sane. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Adam sa- or Angie says, yeah, I do. It's not one single prayer a day. It's more like I pray off and on all day. Sometimes I find myself praying and not even realize that I've started. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture that says, talks about that. It says, pray without uh, ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Yeah. And and I think that's what it's talking about. I think that's what God was talking about in the Bible when he said, you know, it's not, you don't have to just, well, we'll myth bust things in just a moment. Let's just keep going. At, what did Adam say? Adam says, yes, it keeps my sanity and to learn to see things as they really are, um, the way he sees things. Ah, so prayer in, in Adam's life changes 
perspective. Mm-hmm. He gets a God perspective. And I, I think just... that's true. I think that's really true. Yeah, it is good. Tim says, uh, I do not pray enough. Why? Well, because, well, I'm just not used to doing it often. It's something I'm trying to change. That's cool. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I remember for years in church, we were told, you got to pray more, you got to pray more, you got to pray more. And they would suggest, you got to pray for an hour a day, or you got to do this, or you got to come to every prayer meeting. And, uh, you know, it always used to make me think, you know, if you try to make somebody guilty, they aren't going to want to do that thing. So I always thought we were guilted into praying. When in, in reality, the best thing I ever heard uh, a preacher say about prayer was, we all just need to pray more. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever that means. If you, if you don't pray at all, well, that means pray a little bit. If you pray for five minutes a day, then increase it to six or seven. You know, I, I, it, we all could pray more. We could all communicate more mm-hmm. in any of our relationships, not just with God, but with any of our relationships. You cannot over-communicate. Yeah, I think sometimes people... Now, this is speaking and listening. I'm not talking about just yakking all the time at someone. I think sometimes people can pray by themselves, um, okay, but are nervous about praying in a group. Well, I I understand why, and we'll talk about that, because some people think that it's that you have to pray a certain way. And that, that's our myth-busting, but we'll get okay, there. So. Uh, let me see. The next one is Harry. And Harry says, I'm an atheist, so why on earth would I pray? That's well, a good point. It is a good point. If you don't believe in God, then you probably wouldn't communicate with him because you didn't think he is ex- existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, Daniel, what does he say? Daniel says, I do as much as I can because when I don't, I just don't feel well. And those are when I have bad days. Or his, he says, those, those are when I have my bad days. Those are when I have my bad days. So that's true. Some people, um, if you're used to growing up praying and stuff like that when you don't, um, it does make a huge difference. But it's true. If, if, you, if you're used to communicating with someone and then you don't communicate with them for a while, it's hard. That's very difficult. Yeah, my mom was gone on a trip um, for two weeks. And mm-hmm. I, I know um, there are several times in the two weeks I thought, oh, I wonder if I should call my mom, talk, you know, miss her. And then, and you couldn't. Oh yeah, I can't. She's off in Hawaii. Poor girl. Yeah, suffering yeah. for Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> not really. No. So I'll go on. Jerry says, "Yes, I pray many times a day. It, it's the only thing that gets me through life." There's just something about praying that settles your heart because you bring it to God. Now the Bible does say that God hears everything and knows your needs before you even ask them. But I think there's something inside of us, the way we're built and made as human beings, that when we pour our heart out to him, there's there's a comfort that comes. Because, I mean, the Bible does say, you know, make requests to the Lord with thanksgiving and and supplication, which simply means asking. asking. And then it says that then the peace of God, which passes, which all. passes all understanding. So we, even when you don't understand why you should be peaceful in a, in a rough situation, it'll guard your heart and your mind in Jesus. You know, and there's a key to that. It's interesting that you bring that up because I have heard several studies uh, that um, talk about prayer as medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, and, the Bible says that too. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Bible says a merry heart worketh good like a medicine. And when you're ha- being thankful to God and you have this attitude of gratitude, it is a medicine to your body. And it is. Our son was doing a. Um, some research for his health and wellness class at college. And um, 
we found out that the number one alternative medicine this is really true. that is used, um, at least in America, is prayer and meditation. Isn't that interesting? So prayer was the number one alternative medicine. And there's, there have been studies after studies that say if you um, participate in prayer regularly, that you are healthier, that yeah. you um, your blood pressure is better. And there's a lot of things that prayer... I mean, we're not saying, okay, prayer because you're selfish and you want to be healthy. But I'm just saying it's a benefit of prayer that you will have a more peace in your life. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Rick says, why bother? Nobody's listening. Or I can't hear the answer. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a very interesting response because I do know a lot of people that feel like, well, why bother? God's not listening to me. He doesn't care about me. And then, then they think, well, may, wait a minute. Maybe I'm just not in a place where I can hear him answer me. Or or maybe God's not answering the way that you would like him to. That's true. Well, I, I know, always looked at it this way. I, I always looked at it this way, that that a lot of times we don't hear the answer because we're not in the right position to hear. Like going into McDonald's or a, to a fast food place that has self-serve soda. Mm-hmm. You get the cup from the lady behind the counter or the guy behind the counter, and you go over and you fill it with ice. And unless you put it underneath the fountain and push the button, you don't get your soda. You don't get your drink. And you, I mean, that'd be like going over and just standing there and going, I, I don't know what I'm, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. And you don't get the answer. You can't because you haven't put the cup underneath the fountain. A lot of times we're like that cup and we need to get under what God wants for us. And then he begins to speak to our heart as we get to know him. And as we communicate with him, he communicates with us. Mm-hmm. Self-serve. Yeah. But it's not self-serving. Well, <laughs> Free refills. How's that? <laughs> okay. So, um, should we read more comments here? Sure, you didn't want to answer that one. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Troy says, um, consistently. No, he says constantly. Constantly. Well, consistently (laughs) is good, too. Yeah, well. Constantly. I'm sorry, I have my glasses on, too. Um, Because God loves me and has a great time talking with me. I love him and live for his presence. Prayer is the greatest thing there is in this age. And that's very cool. That's I believe that's true. That you know when you you know when you haven't seen somebody for a long time and you sit down and and you you really like them, you love them, and you're spending time with them and you're just really digging it. That's what it's like with God every single day. Mm-hmm. If you spend some time communicate with communicating with Him, He always you know it's not. I know people say, well, you shouldn't be so selfish and always want this from God, want that. But you know what? God loves to hang out with us. He really mm-hmm. does, and He does care about us and. And when we hang out with him, it's just so encouraging because he doesn't, he's not discouraging. Even though he can correct us at times, he's the most awesome friend we could ever have mm-hmm. because he encourages us and he tries to help us. Sunshine says, yes, because sometimes he's the only one who will listen because I'm a control freak. And when I'm not in control, I want to speak to the person who is. And because I can't, Imagine sacrificing my own child for someone who does not deserve it. And that's exactly what he did just so that I could have a relationship with him. No one else I know has ever sacrificed so much just to say, now you can come to me. Wow, mm. that's profound. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's, I think that's a great, great response. Mm-hmm. And Michelle says, yes, because it does make a difference. And I love the Lord. Yeah, why would you want to talk to someone that you didn't love? I mean, I mean, you we talk all to, have to every single well, day. Well, we my all dear. do every day, but but you really want to talk to someone that you love. 
Exactly. I mean, you. That's why. That's why it's so hard when you live far away from family, or, or you know, you have a, a long distance relationship. is very tough. Yeah, you know, the the internet, the telephone, all these things have really made communication more possible with people. Um, you know, I guess one nice thing about God. He's always online. Yeah, we don't need any gadgets. We don't need any electricity. No modems. <laughs> no DSL. No cable. We can be in the middle of the no desert. Satellite. Or the middle of the North Pole, and we could still talk to God. Yeah, and rub right up against the uh, stool there and make all those noises on the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. It's. Hmm. You're, I ordered you a new mic stand, so you'll be okay. Yeah, right now we're using Careful a stool there, and a microphone, and it, it's it you know kind of works. Yeah. Almost. Well, we are gonna we're gonna do a little bit of myth muth busting. What's a muth? Myth busting. And we'll be right back with a bunch of, or actually 10 things that we can myth bust about prayer. Stay tuned. Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Ah, yes, the Anomaly Podcast. Very, very fun. Jan and Angela do such a wonderful job. You should listen to their show. It's really cool. They've got some, they have a new one coming out on uh, Monty Python, and they did that along with... uh, Meds and Kel from the Waffle On podcast together, and we get to hear all about the Holy Grail. Anomaly Waffle On together. Yeah, I I call it Waffles with Anomaly, or the Anomalous Waffles. Anyway. So is that like a waffle um, floating through space? I don't know. I I really haven't put Mm. that much thought into it. All I know is you should listen to their programs. They're really good. Um, We're going to get back into the subject of prayer. But first, let me just say thank you to all those who have contributed to the podcast. One of the reasons that Amy can be on the program is we've had a little increase in business. And uh, she takes a couple hours out of her workday and then goes back to work. But uh, we are so grateful for those of you that have given. And and we just want to say that, you know, no amount is too little. If you can only afford to give five, ten dollars a month, that's huge to us. Mm-hmm. Because if we, we have lots of downloads now of the program. And if everybody that listened to the program gave five or ten bucks a month, we'd have more than enough to take care of all the bills here at the Moyer household and bring you more specials and cool interviews and all sorts of stuff because we'd have a budget to work with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so we just want to say thank you to everybody who's donated. But it's really easy to donate. All you have to do is go to TakeHimWithYou.com, click on the Donate button, and it'll take you right to our PayPal. Or if you just want to PayPal and you know what you're doing already, you just send it to Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. That's Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Right? 
Right on. And we, we even have people, again, uh, that will bring or send us checks in the mail if you want to do that. Uh, for those of you that live in the United States, it works better for PayPal with international folks. Uh, but if you would like to send us something in the mail, you can do so by writing to Moyer Multimedia, care of Rick Moyer or Rick and Amy, um, at 911 Chico Lane, C-H-I-C-O, uh, in Aberdeen, A-B-E-R-D-E-E-N, Washington, 98520. And you can get all that information at the website at Take Him With You. And we just would really appreciate it if you could uh, throw a few bucks our way. That would really help keep the uh, podcast coming to you every single week with all sorts of fun things. Yep. My wife's over there yawning. I'm Thank sorry. you, dear. I'm sorry. It's, it's uh, daylight, daylight savings, savings time. time. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, you go to bed when you're supposed to go to bed, but then the dog doesn't go to bed. And so then you <laughs> stay awake and then... Ah, oh, no yeah. more excuses. All right, let's continue <laughs> on now with uh, myth-busting prayer because I think this is really important. Again, remember, prayer is just communicating with God. Yeah. So, number one, do you always have to? You always have to kneel when you pray. Is that a myth, or is that can we bust that myth? I think we can bust the myth, even though both of us have knelt to pray. Mm-hmm. And and I sometimes just kind of like hanging out with God that way just because it kind of cuts down the distractions. Well, we, we do see in the Bible there are places where people will fall on their face before the, mm-hmm. for the Lord yeah, um, and just get as low as they can go. Uh, there are places in the Bible where it talks about kneeling, but it does not say that that, that is a requirement. Yeah. I think what it is is that when, we, when kneeling symbolizes submitting to authority— Mm-hmm. You think about it in the royal days, you know, the, the medieval times and stuff. That people would bow before the king or kneel before the king. and Or in Egyptian time, kneel before Pharaoh. Well, you know? even today in countries that have royalty, they bow. Yes, they do. Some you of know, them kneel. Or curtsy or kneel. When someone gets knighted, they kneel because they're mm-hmm. submitting to the authority. And yeah. so I think that's what it is, is that, that um, because that is a humble way to have your body... Mm-hmm. I think that is why a lot of people who have been believers over the years or not even believers, just in a church in general, um, have have kneeled. And and sometimes they make that into a tradition that you have to do that. But there, the, the Bible says that God will listen to you wherever you are at. You mm-hmm. don't have to be in a kneeling position, even though some people like to kneel because it makes them feel a little more submitted and humble before God. So it's not wrong, but it's not a have to. It's not a requirement. It's, Yeah. I remember this is a funny story. I remember one time when um, <laughs> pouring my root beer. It's making this, funny. It sounds sense. really funny. Don't Sorry, pour, I won't don't do that again. All right, go ahead. Anyway, I remember a funny story years ago when um, you got off work at two and I got off work at four, and so you decided, you know, I have a couple hours there, so. I'm just going to get really spiritual, and I'm going to pray. And so you you were managing a, a radio station, Christian radio station at the time, so you closed your door, and you would get on your knees, and you would pray fervently for like two hours. And You think so. I, well, don't think, I think it was more like half hour. Oh, well, anyway. Maybe 15 minutes. But you ended up going to the doctor because your knees were hurting. And she asked, well, what are you doing? Are you on your knees a lot? And you go, well, I've been trying to, you know, like pray for for five days. This is when I was a lot younger. I'm trying to pray like five days a week, you know, for like an hour a day or something on my knees. You you keep it so spiritual. I wasn't that (laughs) spiritual. Jeez. Well, 
This is I, kind of embarrassing. You shouldn't okay. be talking about this. Anyway, <laughs> but, but suffice it to say, sometimes you're going to hurt yourself doing that. But she diagnosed you with preacher knee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was a real scientific... Well, you uh, know, like tennis elbow? Whatever. Instead, tell it tennis elbow, you have preacher knee. So, yeah, well. you know, sometimes it's not even possible for people to pray on their knees because it hurts their knees, but, well, let but me, you don't let me just say this. Let me just say this. There, you, there, There is no time that you cannot pray. No. And you don't always have to pray really super loud out loud. A lot of times I'll say a prayer under my breath or even not at all with saying words, but mm-hmm. just praying in my heart. And that is, is something really important because that means that you, if you have a commute that you're driving to work or you're out on your exercise or you have, you're washing dishes or you're just by yourself doing something, you can pray. During yeah. that time, you don't have to, you, it doesn't, you don't have to get down on your knees because you're washing dishes and because you wouldn't be able to wash the dishes and you can still wash dishes and pray. Yeah. You can always communicate. I mean, look at all the things we do with other people and communicate and we're doing something else as well. Mm-hmm. And I know some people say, well, that's not concentrating. You're not giving God his full credit and attention, but Hey, I think God loves it when we communicate him with, with him, period. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't think he's so concerned about the position we're in. No. Which brings me to the next one. When you pray, you have to close your eyes and bow your head. I think that can, is that a myth, I or think, are we going to myth bust that? I think that's something we can bust, but I can see the reason for it because I used to go to Sunday school as a kid. Okay, and I think that's where it came in is because because there's nowhere in the Bible, nowhere. No. I cannot find one place in the Bible that it says you have to bow your head and close your eyes. I, I think it was just a practical thing because um, to. To get people to be quiet and not poking their friend next to them, you know. Or... I also think it's because of the the way that church has turned out. It's not anything like it was back in the time uh, when when the early church had meetings and stuff like that. It was way different than what we have now. Now we had kind of have like a we got a, the superstar pastor and the and not all of them. Now don't please do not think I'm being bad about this or mean because I'm not. I'm just saying we we have a different culture now where we have a talking head and everybody mm-hmm. else has to you know sit there and listen, and we have certain times when we interact or sing or sit sit down or stand up or whatever, and and I think that one of the reasons that we've adopted this bowing our head and closing our eyes is exactly what you said, Amy. I think it's so that we aren't distracted by the crowd of people that we're standing with. Mm-hmm. Or when I was growing up, the kids in my Sunday school class around the table. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the whole bow your head and close your eyes came from is just to not be distracted for a while. And and again, I think it has to do with a little bit of the humbling thing where mm-hmm. when you bow your head and you close your eyes, you're not in control anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're you're saying, you know, OK, I surrender and I'm, I'm going to talk to God. Mm-hmm. But I don't see anywhere in the Bible that says you're supposed to shut your eyes and bow your head in order to pray. So myth busted. But it's not wrong if you do that. Well, I do. I close my eyes once in a while. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Well, it's just sometimes it I can, can concentrate better when it, I close yeah, my eyes. Yeah, you can kind of concentrate and just block out the dirty dishes or the laundry you need to fold or whatever. Or, or Sister Bertha <laughs> that's next really... to you being all weird. You can just close your eyes and not worry about her. Yeah, you know, and I Sister think, Bertha. I think too. There's no offense to those of you called Bertha. There's different. Sorry, Bertha. We, we've talked, though, that there's different kinds of prayer. And sometimes you're just like talking to God and things are really light. And there's other times where, you know, you're feeling like a big burden and you might need to get on your knees or close your eyes just because you really need to unload your 
cares to God sure. and just really have but a, a quiet time. With it the boils Lord. down to where is your heart at? Yeah. What you know? Again, there's lots of different kind of communication. There are times when Amy will call and say, "Can you pick up these things at the grocery store?" She's asking me to do something. Mm -hmm. There are other times when you say, "How was your day?" You're asking me to, to share with you. Mm -hmm. There's other times when, um, when you can bring a concern or a need to me. The uh, same with me to you. Communication is several different things, and prayer is several different things as well. There are times yeah. when we're going to want to pray and ask God for help. There, like on the Mondays when I pray, I'm not usually praying for my family. I'm usually praying for others and their needs, and that is a fancy term. Um, called intercessory prayer where you pray for others instead of yourself and um you know big fancy word you don't even have to use that word but i think there's times when you you're supposed to pray for others um we'll talk about kind of the the example that sue talked about in her in her twitter at the very end but okay how about this one number three the priest or the pastor is the only one that can offer prayers for me is that a myth or can we bust that myth I think that one can definitely be busted. Yeah. In fact, I think a lot of times when, if your priest is the only one that can pray for you or your pastor is the only one that has the, the knowledge to pray for you and all this different stuff, then you're probably in the wrong church and there's some control issues going on. Yeah. Well, even in the early, I mean, even in the Catholic church, remember when um, there was a time when you were considered crazy, and I'm not making fun of Catholics because this has changed, obviously, over the years. But there was a time when the the laity could not read, and laity, by that, I mean the people that came to church were not allowed to read the Bible because only mm -hmm. the priest understood it. In fact, for a long time, it was only in Latin. Well, and, and also you have to remember the times that during the Middle Ages, most common people couldn't read. Right, so they couldn't have you read know? the Bible anyway. But They, they often had... They often had pictures and stained glass on and so, yeah, so the side of the walls to depict Bible stories because people they couldn't, couldn't read. read but so. see, what started innocently enough of the priest reading the Word of God and reading Scripture to them turned after a while, and it wasn't just because they wanted to get that out the information. It turned to a power thing, and so where the common man wasn't able to to uh, to pray for themselves, they weren't mm -hmm. able to read for themselves, and that is that is not right. And no. nowadays. Most people are educated enough, and and if they're not, um, if they're not literate that way, if they can't read, there's always uh, Bible on MP3 or CDs or tape mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, there really is no excuse now for people not being able to read the Bible and pray. You can pray. You do not have to have somebody stand in proxy for you. You personally can pray. And even though I love praying for people, I always encourage them to also be praying for others and also pray for their own needs as well. Um, one of my favorite verses, James 5, verse 16, does talk about praying for one another. Um, sometimes you can pray for your own needs, but sometimes when something feels really heavy to you or like a big deal, it, mm -hmm. it feels good to have other people pray with you. Yeah, and James 5, with you is different than yeah. in proxy for you. Yeah, James 5, 16 says... Um, Pray for one another, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. And then it goes on to say the righteous prayer, the faithful prayer, or no, fervent, the fervent prayer, prayer of, a of a righteous man, man avails, avails much. much. <laughs> and that's King, I'm sorry, I, re, I memorized a bunch in King James, so I'm that, having to translate, but. It's okay if. It's okay if. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> just saying that sometimes if you know someone that's living pretty cool relationship with God. It's okay to Ask talk to prayer, them yeah. 
And also, like, if there's something that you feel bad about, you don't have to just go to a priest. You don't have to, to just go to them. Well, there isn't a you whole. Can, yeah. But sometimes something will be big on your heart, and you can say, you know, I just really blew it in that area, and I need some prayer. Can you pray with me? And I wouldn't just go to anybody, but it says a righteous man. So <laughs> go to someone. Or a woman. Or woman. Please understand, we're talking just generically here. Go to someone that you feel, you know, has a pretty good relationship with God and talk to them. And It you can always helps. Uh, the reason they, they use the term fellowship is because it's you're supposed to be in friendship with the other fellows in the ship. Yes. And that, again, is a generic term. It means humanity with other people that, yeah. that share a belief in God. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? Um, I have to be living perfect in order to pray. Is that a myth or can we bust that myth? I think you can bust it. I agree because I don't know anybody that lives perfect. I think there's only one. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I I really think a lot of times people do not pray because they we got some of those responses on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Why would I? He doesn't care about me. Well, I think you can go back to the Garden of Eden. We've, okay. We've, well, I could I could if I well, could find it, but I can't. About in Genesis. Oh, okay. Um, we've listened to tapes on this before about the the shame, fear control factor guilt 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 and shame are a real block to having to a relationship with god well with anybody with anyone Your communication will be messed up if you have guilt and shame yes and that could be yeah any kind of relationship absolutely so the deal is you go back to james five sixteen again confess your sins say you know what i did blow it but the Bible says that God is faithful and just, mm-hmm. and He'll forgive us our sins when we confess our sins to Him. Well, he He will yeah. He will forgive us like that. Well, all of us have things that we are not perfect at. All of us struggle in different areas. If 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 God wouldn't listen to us if we are making mistakes, then we don't have a very loving God. I mean, he just... knows what we struggle with. I think the whole idea here is, I think the more we struggle with things, the more we need to pray. Yeah, I think it's opposite. Of what yeah. we think in our head. Well, God won't listen to me. I think God gives an ear to those that are struggling hard. Well, it's, it's kind of like with... Well, he gives an ear to everybody. But. The, the word sin, you don't hear that a lot outside of the church. But it just simply means missing the mark. It's an archery term. It's an archery term. And, you know, when my... He's not hitting the bullseye. When my kids are having a hard time in math or, you know, whatever it is... You know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to talk to you because you're having a hard time in math. I'm going to help them with their math. Right. That said. In in fact, the harder time they're having, the more we wish they would come and talk to us. Yeah. And ask for our help. You really don't want to see that the D or the F on the report card. No, because you want them to succeed. You'd rather see them come to you when they just aren't understanding a concept at the beginning. Right. So flip around that. Uh With our relationship with God. God would love to hear from you, especially if you're struggling. I mean, he wants to hear from everyone, but he's just waiting. He wants you to succeed. God is not up there, some big guy in a robe, a white robe and a big white beard going, I can't wait for them to fail miserably so I can damn them to hell. That is not God. You don't have to wait till you have a D or an F on your report card. Right. Well, <laughs> you, and, you if can you, go... and if you have a D and an F on your report card, God forgives and he yeah. and he helps to restore and bring back to life things that were dead. And I'm, I'm just saying, you, you don't have to be perfect in order no, to pray. Not at all. Okay. How about this one? You ready? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, number five, I have to pray for an hour a day or it doesn't do anything. Hmm. Is that a myth or is can we bust that myth? I definitely think that's a, a myth that we can bust. Yeah, I do too. I think I think we need to really think about this. How much should we pray? And I love the answer I gave before, and I'll say it again. Just more. Yeah. Well, Communicate the, more. The Bible says pray without ceasing. So it doesn't mean that, you know, you don't do anything in life. You don't drive to work. You don't work. You dress you know. like Jesus and stay in your but, front room but and I think, pray. I think nah, it's, that's not how it goes. I think it's more that I'd we look have... funny in a robe anyway. <laughs> I think it's more that we have a God awareness throughout our day. Yes, I think and exactly that, what it's talking about. You know, about. just like you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both working at home, and I'll be working on well, my Well, sometimes I'll be in town, sometime. and I'll still remember you're my wife. Yeah. and <laughs> Well, yeah, like sometimes we might not see each other for hours. I'll be working on something, and you'll be working on something. But I know that we have this relationship mm-hmm. that we can talk anytime. And, you know, that's how it should be with God, too, that you know you have this relationship and you can talk anytime. And sometimes we're going to be content being silent for a while. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but just having this awareness of this the, relationship. I think most people actually get the idea of praying for an hour from when Jesus was um, praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was praying about what he was going to do. And uh, the disciples were with him out in the garden. And he, uh, he said, watch and pray because... Obviously, he knew people were coming for him and mm-hmm. so on. So he had the disciples. They were supposed to stay up, pray, and watch. And he came and found them asleep. And he said, could you not even tarry with me for one hour? And that kind of swept across the, the believing community at one point. And they said, can't you at least pray one hour a day? I mean, you're not a good Christian, not a good believer if you don't pray at least an hour a day. I don't believe that. I, I think that, again, like you said, I think we need to be thinking about God all the time in our thoughts mm-hmm. just and, and look for him in the world around us. But I think we can communicate all sorts of different times during the day. Now, yeah, if you have time to spend an hour a day praying, well, that's awesome. Go for it. But do yeah. I think that is a formula? No. You know, it's, it's kind of like our relationship. Sometimes we'll get to have time where we can go on a walk together mm-hmm. and other for times a whole we don't. hour holding hands. So are we a bad husband and wife if we don't spend time together? Well, it's better on our relationship. But if we were trying to force, okay, we have from six to seven every day that we're going to communicate, that gets that's not spontaneous, mm-hmm. that's not fun, that's that gets a little crazy, and yeah. and then you get under the rules and the regulations instead of the freedom to be able to love and care and bless. Mm-hmm. I and I I know this with um my relationship with God that sometimes I've signed up for like prayer things where they're going to do a twenty four hour prayer. And sometimes, like, I, I remember signing up one time. I'm going to pray from 2 to 3 in the morning because yeah, I was right. going to college full time. How'd you pray? Yeah, and I think, you yeah. know, it maybe lasted five or six minutes. And you were and asleep. I'm like, oh, why did I say I would do this? But, you know, I like having time alone with God. And, and sometimes it might be listening to music or it might yeah. be reading my Bible and it might be talking to God. It doesn't have to be like okay, I have to go through this huge list every time, you know, yeah. for, you know, so, yeah. How about this one? I have to change my voice and talk in old King James version, these and thou's in order to pray. Is that a myth or is that, can we bust that? Well, I grew up with that, but I think it can be busted. <laughs> yeah, I, I really agree. I think that God knows exactly our voice and how we pray. I think some t- I, I and how we talk. Uh-huh. When if you commu- if you change your communication style, 
when you talk to God, um, I would have to ask you why you do that because it's a learned thing. People yeah. have taught us to, and the, in thine mercy, O God, thy magnificence, I beseech thee. You know, that kind of prayer, although some are sincere with it and are really good at it, I think it is really, it's not. It's not really warm. It's not really real. I know that sounds well, weird, but I'm even was... in even in churches that are yeah. pretty pretty modern and everything. I know there's, there's this one pastor I know that as soon as he bows his head to pray, he's praising this. He just his voice changes, and you know he gets the the anointing of the holy voice. Ah, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You are you are you trying to impress me? Because God isn't impressed with the way that we that the way that we can shine on the people around us. I, I think it was a taught thing. And, you know, gr- since I grew up in a more traditional church, um, you know, some of the old timers would pray in King James English. And, you know, I I respect the fact that I believe that they... They're doing it out of respect. They did that out of respect because they believe that God was worthy of honor and you didn't just flippantly talk about God. You were respectful and, you know, they, they gave God honor with the way they knew how. And, and I don't think that's bad, but I don't think that you have to turn King James. I believe, I believe when you pray, you should pray just like you talk to anyone except with more respect involved. In other words, acknowledge who God is and then, I want to get to the rest of the way. Okay. We got to get going. Okay. So the next one was, um, I'm not worthy to pray because I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Again, that goes to guilt and shame. Yeah. You know what? It. I believe that if you will open your heart up and you believe in God, the Bible says in order to be saved or in order to, to have a relationship with him, you just need to confess that he's your boss and that he died and rose again. And that's it. And, mm-hmm. and, um, whether that makes you a supposed born-again Christian or not, I, I think what it really is talking about is your heart. And if you believe in God, if you're a believer, then you can pray. You can talk to him. He will listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. Busted. Okay. Number nine. We're almost done. God won't listen to me because I don't go to church. Is that a myth? Or is can we bust that myth? Um, I think it, that can definitely be busted. You know, Jesus talked to people during his time here on earth. The majority of them he talked to outside of any religious yeah. building. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't think a, a building um, equals a relationship. Well, I think church is there to enhance our relationship with God, but church should not be our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. In other words, we should be living for God every day of the week, not just Sunday or for an hour. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really important because we need to, we need to be be able to be free to love God and and listen. If you're out there and you don't go to church and you don't want to go to church, you know we can talk about that. Um, I understand completely where you're at, but you know what? You still can pray. You can mm-hmm. still have a relationship with God. You should be coming to Jesus first before going to church anyway. Mm-hmm. So busted. All right, and the last one. I have to pray over and over and repeat my requests or I won't get my prayers answered. Is that a myth or can we bust it? That's totally bustable. Ooh, busted 10 of them in a row. No, of course not. Of course not. You know what? The Bible even says, Jesus even says, you know, some of these folks will pray these these recited prayers over and over and over thinking that their repetition will get them noticed by God. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't do that. 
And then he goes through this really amazing, um, this amazing formula kind of of how to pray. And we we don't have time to get into it, so I think we're going to save it for next week. I think yeah. we're you, you've all heard the term the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool if next week we actually broke that down and looked at it because some people have taken the very Jesus said right before he said the Lord's Prayer. He said, don't repeat your prayers over and over and over thinking you're going to be heard. And then he re- he says this prayer. And then what did we do? Turn it into all a... the churches that I know of uh, uh, have taken it and people memorize have taken it, it, memorized that particular prayer and prayed over and over and over. Yeah. And I think that Jesus, I think Jesus was very, um, I think he was trying to explain to people, here is the way that you can pray to make life come to your, to your to your life, how you can really make it engaging and personal. And I think he was giving an outline. I don't think he was saying that you pray this exact prayer. Mm -hmm. I think he was trying to tell them, here is how you can pray to really cover everything in life. And wouldn't that be fun to know how to do? Mm -hmm. So I think next week we're going to do that. Uh, We are going to um, talk all about the Lord's Prayer and what exactly it meant and how every person on the face of the planet can pray the way that Jesus suggested to pray and get results. Yep. It's it's good. It's awesome. I remember when I first, I think we were newlyweds when we found out, you know, you can just, you can use that prayer as an outline mm-hmm. and to make this really rich communication with God. It's not, you don't just have to just Say the words. Say it as fast as you can to say you got your prayer in. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. 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 It's just, that's not, give us this day our daily bread. You know, yeah. that is not, a, I mean, that's a wonderful prayer, but it's definitely more, there's more to it than just rehearsing this prayer straight mm-hmm. through. So to end this program, let's talk a little bit about communicating um, that goes both ways with God. And that is uh, what Sue said, and we're going to cover this next week, but but just very briefly, uh, if you want to start praying now, if you don't really pray very much, our, my suggestion is to start off, and the first time you talk with God, find a place where you feel comfortable. Maybe you're driving on your commute. Maybe you're out on your jog, whatever. And, and just start off by thanking God for your life, thanking God for the people in your life and the blessings that he's given you. And that's just, that's basically and adoring thanking, him. And thanking God for who he is. Yeah. And then, and then from there you can go into, you know, you can pray for other people. You can pray, you can ask for some needs to be met. We got a bill coming up, Lord, and we really don't know how we're going to pay it. Could you give me wisdom on how I, I can find, uh, to make some money to pay that bill? So on and so forth. And and there's even parts where you can do some spiritual warfare, which we'll talk about next week as well. And it, it mm-hmm. sounds kind of goofy, but it's not. It's cool. But basically, you know, don't always ask for things. You know, preface it by thanking God. And then always remember other people around you. You pray for them and ask for God to bless them. And, of course, the coolest part is uh, we really shouldn't be praying for things that are out of line with what God's Bible says. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we pray for a Corvette or we pray for... You know, I pray so-and-so leave so-and-so so they'll be my wife. You know, those are not good prayers. You should not be you should not be just coming up with things out of your out of the sky. So next week we will talk again about what should we be praying for people? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the Lord's Prayer and what should we be praying for people? I think it'll be very fascinating. So there you go. That's our little talk this week on on 101, uh, talk, Talking with God 101, Myth-Busting Prayer. What do you think, Aim? I think it was a good start. All right. Let's pray. All right. (laughs) right. Lord, thank you so much for all that you do for us. You are so kind and you're gentle and you instruct us and you help us. 
Lord, would you help us see you in the people around us and in the situations we come into? Give us your perspective and help us to communicate with you. We really do want to share our heart with you, and we really want to hear from you as well. So help us to open up our hearts and our minds to all that you have for us. That's what our, our prayer is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Aim. You're welcome, dear. Have a great day. You're going to go make lunch? Oh, I am hungry. Yeah, me too. Oh, I like it. Oh, I am hungry. <laughs> I just sound like one of those uh, Jane Austen. Oh, I am hungry, Mr. Merriweather. I don't know what their names well, are. Well, I could be like you. Oh, Mr. Darcy? Gawk is always best when served live. Gawk! Ah! I, I think I prefer Jane Austen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Hey, if you want to get a hold of us, you can. You can email us, rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. You can always visit our Facebook page or our website is takehimwithyou.com. Facebook is facebook.com slash rick.moyer. You can follow us on Twitter at moyer777. I even have a MySpace page still. Can you believe it? The blog gets looked at all the time. We have a blog too, our personal blog. Uh, it's a WordPress blog, moyer777.wordpress.com. So get a hold of us. We would love to hear from you. And until next time, don't ever forget to take him with you. Take him with you. Copyright 2010 is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. All rights reserved. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show. So keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com.
This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.